welcome to the Retro Blood. Can you believe this? It's Christmas Eve, and we got orders to bring in Santa Claus. Cindy, if uh, you don't go back to bed, Santa won't come. He's not the only one. What you might get up to? All those kitties sitting on your knee all day? I'd love to have you sitting on my knee. Christmas carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching voice, no blue sniffers. I warned you, Brad! Mommy, you shouldn't have said that. It's naive to say bad things about old people. Santa Claus will punish you. Carpet day! No! Don't! It's gonna hurt our kids. We're not even sure it's him. Not sure my ass. Look at the fur on that suit. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we enter... Our holiday horror month here mm. on the Retro Blood, everybody. Jay Allison, James Klein, we're super excited about this month. This is all of your Christmas holiday horror movies, brother. And we're starting off this one hot. And I mean hot, brother, because we are talking uh, a guy killing random drunk Santas. That's apparently there's a shit ton of them in London. Uh, we have a peep show. Uh, we have a uh, a girl named Kate who had a, a strange boyfriend and just has all kinds of luck. <laughs> Bad luck, at least. that that That's what it is. We have some family drama of a, a kid watching Santa fuck another girl. And he came insane, kind of like that plot in Christmas Evil. Because, yes, brother, we are talking all about... Don't open till Christmas, brother. Jay Allison, James yeah. Conn, what's happening, <laughs> Allison? How do you feel about our holiday episodes here. I'm super excited, and I'm just going to say something. I love this movie, and how many peep shows have you visited this week? I've never been to a peep show ever, um, but I am pretty excited about the uh, about the about the holiday season. Uh, this movie was really good. It was, it was, this movie was amazing. You uh, like this movie too? I thought you were going to hate yeah, it. I liked it a lot. No, I love this. Bro, I love this movie too. This movie... I think this movie was like made for us. It had the right amount of cheese that we like in our uh, our horror films, and it just like there's yeah. just so much random shit going on everywhere. You know what I mean? It was pretty random. Like I'm not sure why any of the anything in this movie actually happened. Yes, um, it's a little bit light on plot, but uh, um, and I really don't know what happened at the end of it. But um, we'll talk about that though. Yeah, but there is reasons why the plot was all kind of funky. We'll talk about that when we talk about who booked this shit because there's a lot of drama going on with the booking of uh, of this particular <laughs> yeah. movie. But uh, I don't know, like, this one was just really fun. Like, I really liked it. I thought it was, like, just so, like, wacky, but, like, like very, like, well, London. Yeah. Like, 1970s London or some shit. Like, it was just really, it's just really cool. I liked it. I liked the, the dirtiness the film too kind of like it's kind of like you know a little bit of raunchy also too yeah and i want to ask you a question allison what the hell was going on in london during 1980s i mean we got a fucking orgy house that we had last week now we got a fucking peep show well i don't think any of that's really unusual for the time like in the 70s and the 80s i think in, in really big cities like that like london and new york city i think that stuff was really common 
Kind of like the strip clubs nowadays, huh? Well, I mean, you had strip clubs then too, but like, I don't know. Like, I like I'm sure there's a documentary about it somewhere, but the pre VHS porn industry was completely different than it is now. And like, people were making porn to make money, but they had to find some way to, you know, make money on it to get these people to watch these movies, and they would just do it in. Uh, in a, uh, in a in a theater, like they would have theaters that were dedicated to it. There used to be one in Asheville. Oh, um, nice! There you go, like year, yeah, like up until like the mid '80s. Did you get your um, ticket? At least there was one. Um, no, I was a little young for it then. <laughs> I could buy a sneak. <laughs> they in didn't then. let uh, <laughs> they didn't let people in fifth grade in, but uh, yeah, the, where the fine arts theater is now, well, that used to be a porn theater. I like it. Uh, maybe I can um, go there and be like, "Yo, this is the wrong uh, show that I was looking for." All right. I'd be like our boy. I'd be like our boy the Santa Claus who went into the peep show. Be like, this is my first yeah. time. I'm just some sort of mile Santa. What do you do? But like, like the I dance. The peep sh- <laughs> but like the peep it. show thing, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really, really understand it. Like, I mean, I guess it's just what it show- seems like it is. Like you just you go in there and then like there's a light on in the booth, so she can't really see you. Um, although she could in this movie apparently, but, um, I'm guessing that there's light on the booth, so she can't really see you that well. And then you talk to her through the phone and then you give her money to take off her clothes. Yeah. 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 They, they explain the the rules. All right. (laughs) Well, they do explain the rules. I don't know. I guess think it's weird, but I mean, I I think it's a weird thing. Like when you could just go to a strip club and you know what? This is more one-on-one personal. You know what I mean? I kind of like well, it. Well, that's better. true. It is. It is. It is one on, more one-on-one personal, and it's yeah. probably cheaper than getting the lap dance. Yeah, I would imagine. So. Yeah, I don't blame. Yeah, him. you're probably right. That's probably why. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we'll get into the yeah. history stuff in a segment. I just want to let everybody know uh, we've been mm-hmm. plugging the YouTube channel a lot, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Maybe every month. We'll see. I mean, every week. We'll see. Um, but you know, we got a lot of stuff on there right now. I released the. Uh, the new Retro Blood short of uh, uh, talking all about Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Everybody check it out. It's about like 10 minutes. And uh, the way I did it was really interesting. I did the uh, the voice over AI. So I was like having like, what would AI have to say about Halloween 6? If you guys ever wondered out there what AI would say about the classic that is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Check it out on the Retro Blood YouTube channel. Because, boy, this guy, AI, he was saying some shit on there that I would never say in my life. But he loved it, apparently. So, Yeah, I guess it's made. It's a movie made for AI, yeah. I suppose. Bro, you, you got you to you listen to this, Allison, if you haven't yet. I know you've been a little busy doing your, doing your Allison stuff. But the, the, way he expl- the way the AI explains it, it's just like so like detail with all these fancy fucking words and shit i'm just like you know and nobody who made this fucking movie even knows what this guy's talking about but i, I loved it it's, it's a really fun review so everybody check that out in there and i also released the next chapter in the retro blood mini movies uh the krampus version so everybody check that on there and of course you can find full episodes of the retro blood on there plus you can find clips of the retro blood on there and, of course, give the Instagram and Facebook so much love because, you know, help the show out, guys. You know what I mean? If you all help us out, we'll help you out. You know, we're, we're kind of like, yeah, we're, yeah. me and Allison, we, we're kind of like the um, the Inspector Paul 
on the a pal on this fucking movie. You know what I mean? We're, we're there. We're, you know, we're, we're giving advice. Uh, uh, we're going by the the rules or something. But then in the end, we couldn't figure out what the hell is going on. <laughs> His character is weird. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, check out the uh, Instagram. It's uh, what is it? Official underscore retro blood underscore pod. Yeah, it should be on the uh, the link. So whatever you're listening to on your chosen podcast system, the link should be there too. Everybody, check us out and give us some love and get some luck to the the Facebook group page. Hey, if y'all have some podcasts you want to drop on there, go ahead. If y'all have some discussions you want to do, go go ahead on there. I'm starting to give us a little love. But back to the action, as they say. Uh, let's get into the history segment, like we do on every Retro Blood, where we talk about what is going on. In the world of the pro wrestling and the metal music around the movie release date, we do this because, you know, the holiday season, brother, you don't just get one gift. You're supposed to get multiple gifts, unless you've been uh, naughty like our boy Giles was in this movie. Then He probably only got like one gift. But we, we offer at the Retro Blood, we offer more gifts. So we're going to be talking about what is happening in the metal and the pro wrestling. And I mentioned yeah. the release date on this movie that I got in the U.S. That's the one we're using is December 19th, 1984. Allison, I heard that you have uh I heard you have uh, stuff for both. So uh, what what do you want to tell us? First thing I wanted to bring up is a band that you've probably heard never heard of, but I guarantee you've heard this song. Um so the band is called Autograph. Oh okay. And the song the song is called Turn Up the Radio. Interesting. So when I was a little kid, I loved this song. And I listened to it again the other day, and um, I still love this song. Um, it's the only autograph song I know of. Um, I mean, I know they were a decently kind of big band, like in 1983 and um, But they released a single for Turn Up the Radio on December 19th, which is the day this movie came out. Um, they had a bunch of albums, um, and I think this is from their first one. Yeah, cut sign in, please. But this song is called Turn Up the Radio. It's just really catchy, kind of a hair metal song. It's Ooh. got all the. Like it's it. definitely like. Um, it's definitely kind of a. Um, what's a good word to use? It's definitely Eddie Van Halen influenced. Like he does, guitar player does all the Eddie Van Halen, like, uh, you know, Floyd Rose tricks and the tapping and all that stuff, because all, all that shit was huge at that time. Yeah. Uh, Steve Lynch, I think is his name. But um, yeah, this song is just really catchy. It's just a really, really good song. It's like one of those bands that, like, I, I mean, I guess they're a one-hit wonder. Um, I don't know. They probably had more hits than that, but that's the only one I can really think of. But um, it's like it's just it's like it's this perfect catchy song. Like it's just it's it just sums up 1984 to me. Like it's just like this catchy, uh, catchy, super catchy song. Um, it's great. I mean, it's great. It's it's cheese. It's total just corn cheese. I like it. Perfect to go like, with this but movie. But it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it would go with this movie perfectly. Um, well, maybe we can play it for the people at the end of the uh, the episode there. Hell yeah. Um, so also, another thing I found too was the next day, which also relates to this movie a little bit. We talk about this band a lot, but they're so good that I don't think you can talk about them too much, especially during this era. So December 19th, this movie came out. Um, but also on December 20th in London at the Lyceum Ballroom, Metallica was on tour and they played one of the last dates of the Ride the Lightning tour 
um, at that. They were in London venue in London. Dang. They were in London. Yeah. So maybe they were like running around with the Santas. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, and the, I definitely know probably, probably one of them went to the peep show. Uh, they're oh, definitely yeah, running around the Santas and I'm pretty <laughs> sure at least one of the band members probably saw this at like, where, where do you think they would actually show this movie? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I think this movie played at second run movie theaters. Yes. Like they, they, this movie played at movie theaters that couldn't get whatever the new movie was that came out this week. So I don't know what it was. We'll say it's ET. That's not right, but let's say it was ET. So you, so your movie theater can't get ET, but we do have this movie. Don't open until Christmas. It's a, you know, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I <laughs> Why mean, don't you run this? Like, okay, it's better. It's better than having nothing new. So I we'll mean, do that. Apparently, we'll run, this we'll movie. That. Apparently, this movie was was in the uh, the theaters when it was released in yeah. the United States. You know, because it was released yeah, sure by the, yeah, the 21st Century Film Corporation. It actually opened in New York. So I guess it maybe had like a little bit of a run in the UK big well, market. You never know. Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it ran in the UK too. But, you know, like a movie like this, you know, was, ma- you know, the movies at this time were made to be shown in movie theaters because the, even though home video existed, nothing was really made for home video, home video at the time. So, you know, you wouldn't, it's not like it would be in the late 80s or early 90s where, you know, the direct-to-video movie would exist, where, you know, we're going to spend exactly this amount of money to make this movie because we know that it'll get exactly this amount of rentals from, you know, these certain people um, in the video store. But, you know, like movies like this, you know, horror movies at this time, pre-1985 at least, were all made to be shown in movie theaters. And, you know, these people were like, some of them were exploitive, like they were exploiting the the fans of, you know, Halloween and things like that. But um, I mean, I thought this movie was pretty original, and I think that they really did try to make a good movie that that would be released in movie theaters. So I'm sure this ran in you know movie theaters. It just probably ran in like second run movie theaters. It probably didn't run the, you know, the movie theaters that could get the good movies. I guess we'll say. Yeah, buddy. So what do you got for us on the uh, the pro wrestling side? What are we going to pro be wrestling? You know, with pro wrestling, there wasn't a ton uh, going on. Uh, the only thing I could really find was uh, Jim Crockett. Jim, excuse me, Jim Crockett Promotions had their annual Christmas show, which was on the twenty fifth. Um, they had um, a lot of things going on in it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was, um, I'm not going to go through this entire card. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, Dick Slater, and uh, NWA TV, uh, excuse me, NWA Tag Team Champion Dusty Rhodes defeated NWA TV Champion Tully Blanchard, um, Mid Atlantic Tag Team Champions Black Bart, and Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Champion Ron Bass. Yep. So that that was a bunkhouse match. Oh, the bunkhouse so, returned. Yeah, so that would have been amazing. Ricky Steamboat, Dick Slater, and Dusty Rhodes versus Tully Blanchard, Black Bart, and Ron Bass. Ron Bass returns to the Retro Blood um, in a bunkhouse match. That would have been awesome. You think Ron Bass, um, you think he likes Santa's or no? Oh, I, I, I'm sure he does. He <laughs> looks like the guy that would uh, would love Santa's, even though he's uh, he's kind of an evil, evil guy in wrestling. 
I think he would uh, he would love Santa's. Um, JJ Dillon was there because he was managing um, Ron Bass at the time, and he was tied to Magnum TA. Um, so they were airing. So this went live on television, um, but only ten minutes of it aired, and then they ran out of time. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, so they they showed ten minutes of the bunkhouse match. Um, this also has a um, a really cool thing too because it had an appearance from American Starship, which are you familiar with them? They were a tag team. I've I've heard the name before, but I don't, I'm not super familiar with them. Yeah, so it's kind of um, so they were two guys. Um, they were named. I'm, I'm pulling this off the top of my head, but they were Star Starship Eagle and Starship Coyote. And they had a tag team called American Starship. And Starship Eagle was Dan Spivey. And Starship Coyote is Scott Hall. So it's kind of like between when Scott Hall went to the WWE. Oh, interesting. And after he was the Diamond Stud, I guess. Or maybe this would have been before he was the Diamond Stud. Yeah, this is before because I think he mostly was a Diamond Stud in the, like the 90s of WCW. Because I don't think he went to I don't okay. th- I don't think he went to the E or the F, E F. <laughs> I don't think he went to the uh, the e WWF F. until like yeah. ninety two I believe I think it was like ninety two because I remember him yeah, being at the uh, I remember him being uh, like pretty heavily featured at the Survivor Series uh, ninety two I believe so. Yeah, so that'd been about the time he appeared, but uh, I mean nothing huge, you know. Like we don't always have huge stuff. But um, but um, I thought that was interesting that we had that bunkhouse match that we got to, Ludo got to see ten minutes of on the TV before it ran out of time. I know. And then we got the uh, they have a history. Then we got American Starship exactly. So what the um, I guess uh, I guess uh, they at that time they didn't have uh, the clout that oh yeah Tony Khan has to where he can make the TV uh, time go longer yeah. if he needs to. Yeah, you could just do an overrun because you have like heavy <laughs> yeah, competition yeah, you can't do an on the other side. Then. Yeah. Exactly. I can't do an overrun now or then. Well, that's pretty But exciting. yeah, those are the two the big things that I found. Yeah. Um, you know. Cool little stuff, you know what I mean? You get a couple opener up presents before you get to the main main present. So I like it. Uh, before we talk about who booked this shit, we got to do our one of our, our holiday traditions that we do on the Retro Blood every December. And Allison, that is talking about what beer are you drinking right now? It better be a holiday version. It is. It is. I, I uh, um, haven't drank a beer in a week, so I thought I'd I'd pull one out tonight. And uh, and uh, you inspired me by your holiday beers from last week, so I'm drinking a holiday beer this week. We'll be drinking holiday beers all through all the episodes yep. this month, probably every episode. Um, so yeah, do you do you have a holiday beer too? Or yes. No? So I okay, am cool. now. Uh, I am drinking the. So you're like this one, everybody out there too. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking the Ninja Bread Man. Oh, I love that. All I have right. one of those too. The Holiday Porter beer beard with spices. And boy, it's from uh, Asheville yeah. Brewing Company. And yep. they they do a great like darker beer. Usually what is it? Like the Ninja Porter is like they're they're all year around uh darker so, style. Yeah. And their holiday one is the Ninja Bread Man, which uh, it's it's I like the can, I like the taste. It's definitely a great one. So anybody ever visiting around the Asheville regions i definitely recommend you uh, uh uh getting this one because it tastes fantastic yeah it's so good it's like a gingerbread version of the ninja porter yeah um mm. 
like I, like I don't really like candy bar beers a lot, and I would consider that a candy bar beer, but it's and that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's spicy. It's really yeah. hard to describe. Yeah. Um, it, but it does taste like gingerbread. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, it's, it does have like a little aftertaste of gingerbread, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's you could tell it's a stout. And you could tell that it's uh, it has yeah, the, it's like a style with spices on it, so it's really good. Yeah. So I recommend everybody checking it out. So I don't know, it's just really smooth. Like I, I you can't go wrong with it. So, but like like no, you were saying, you we'll be you. we'll be drinking all kinds of different holiday beers here on the Retro Blood. And with me, so I got something that we're doing this live on the air, so we don't know how this is going to turn out, but Let's um, do it. So um, I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, process of what they call cellaring beers. Um, kind of. Like, do you? Do okay, you, so order, basically, do you just keep it in the yeah, cellar. Yeah, so basically, yeah, basically, cellaring beer is it's like wine. So if you buy a really high quality beer, um, you can put it basically in your cellar. So it's like it's so it's kept cool but not cold, and it's kept out of the sun, and then it'll change its. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Attributes over time, so it'll start to taste different. Um, you know, as it ages. Um, so um, I didn't actually sell her this. I just forgot that I had it. Um, so this is a cold mountain because you influenced me by your cold mountain from last week, I believe it was. Um, <laughs> it was on the lights out uh, show. So I found. Did. Oh, it was the lights out. Yeah, it was on lights Thanksgiving. out. So um, on Thanksgiving. It's Check Thanksgiving it out in the archives, guys. <laughs> So um, I, I, I remember that I had some old cold mountains. So this is one from 2020. So this is like a COVID era uh, cold mountain that I still have. Dang so it's almost you. four years old. It's three years old. Well, let's see. So if we're gonna, gonna pour this. Let's see if it's gonna we'll taste see better. See how this turns out. What it won't it? taste better. The uh, cold mountain is not a beer that will sell her very well. <laughs> um, but let's see how it tastes. Hopefully, it's not fucking flat. It's not flat. Uh, it's it was sealed. It's not flat. So let's see what it tastes like. It smells good. It smells like beer. <laughs> it smells like. Well, remember we were talking about the cold mountain before, yeah. where it's like nothing special too much, but people go crazy about it over here. It's not good. <laughs> oh, it tastes like yeah. It's um <laughs> three years. I don't old, know. Man. It's weird. It it it, it, uh, it tastes really weird. Like it's like um. Let me try it again. Well, sometimes you gotta like try it a couple times, and then it will start getting back to you. You know what I mean? It's really um, the word I would use to describe it is Alka Seltzer. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, I think you it's should like, take a couple um, tips. It does. It's not that bad. Maybe take take a couple sips. All right, and then right, right, or like you know what I mean? Maybe like simmer a little bit. And then when we're yeah. half done the review, I'll come back to you and see if it tastes any better. Let it let it air out. Yeah. It's like um, you know, like when you're drinking a Coke, a fountain Coke, and there's too much carbonation in it. Yeah. You know, there's like this syrup starting to run out. That's what it tastes like. It's kind of like um, it's real acrid. Like really, sour's not the word. Um, bitter's not the word. It's just like I don't know. It's not good. Just give it. Just give <laughs> it. air out. See how it goes. Just give it a little bit. We'll see how it goes. But let's get this. Yeah, uh, this was. Let's, get, let's this, get this train on the road. Let's get this holiday train on the road, brother. Train, train on the road. Yeah, so, 
this is the uh, who booked this shit. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you still can't handle it. Sorry. <laughs> This is terrible. But once you get, maybe, like we'll, it, like maybe never... when you get like half there, it starts tasting a little better. All right, we'll see. All right, here we go. Here okay, we go. so so this film is pretty interesting. Okay, so it was directed yeah. by Edmund Purden. Hope I still did his name right. I usually fuck up names, but the, the guy no, no. Edmund is actually also t- not only is he the director, right, but he's also the guy who played the Chief Inspector Harris. Okay. So this guy was directing himself and putting himself over in the film. You know, it's one of those gimmicks. You know what I mean? Where you're like, sure, you're the director, but yet you're the like the star. I I guess he was kind of like the. I don't know if he was the star, but like I don't know who the actual star was. But I guess he was one of yeah, the main characters at least. He was one of the main characters. Yeah. Yes. So so here here's what basically went down because like I said before at the beginning we had a little bit of drama. So not only we had some drama, but we also had a a, a tragic uh, a story happen as well too. So this film is uh, definitely a little cursed when it comes to certain things. Okay, so the the film began filming and stuff in December of 1982 and concluded in early 1984. So the film notably had numerous production issues, such as conflicts between the producers and the director and and the star Edmund. Uh, pardon. The issues would consistently result in filming dates being delayed and scheduling issues. Eventually, Pardon quit the production, and then our writer, Derek Ford, was hired to take over directing, but he was dismissed after only two days. So this guy came in there, he's going to be writing up with some stuff, and they're just like, nah, brother, it don't work for me, brother. So get on out of here. <laughs> it's like, damn, okay, two days? Fuck. And the film's editor, Ray Selfie, was then hired afterwards to direct, and Alan Brickensaw was hired to rewrite the majority of the script. So we have two new people. We have a new director, and we have a new writer. Okay? Because of Purden's departure, many scenes in the movie had to be reshoot. Yeah, because he was the fucking one of the main person. Or cut all together. Right. Including a key scene featuring character of Dr. Brittle, portrayed by Nicholas Dolly. Now, Dr. Brittle, I don't think he was almost in this film at all. All right. No, according to this, they're saying the scenes were cut out entirely. Yeah, so they basically cut out all his shit. Like, there's like lost. Um, unfortunately, I did order the Blu-ray for this film, but it mm-hmm. didn't come in time for us for our scheduled review. Um, oh, so I, I don't know if that Blu-ray would have the Doctor Brittle scenes in it or not. Um, because you know, me and you, we probably watched this on Shutter, and the shutter doesn't have like you know extra features or nothing. But I, I really wanted the Blu-ray to come in to see if I could see the extra stuff. It just our scheduling time didn't coincide with Amazon's shipping. Yeah, so. fuck Amazon. Actually, they're usually pretty good. Do you have the Amazon Prime or are you? I got you the Prime, for? but you know when you buy it from like you know this ain't no some <laughs> this ain't let's just say this wasn't an Amazon uh, uh, choice. You know that little choice. Oh, I see. I see. You bought it from like a third party. A third seller, party. So you yeah, get it like yeah. Whenever you get it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, but yeah. I really wanted this movie because I remember watching it before and liking it. But then when I rewatched it, I really like it. So, so I'm glad to have it in oh, my yeah. collection now. Uh, but then you know this. Uh, so since all this stuff happened, it was resulted in recasting of numerous characters. Since many original actors were not available to return for reshoots, but however, we got a swerve. Pardon would eventually return to the production to finish directing and reprising his role as the Inspector Harris. 
This resulted in the production using the original ending as written before Pardon's departure, which, uh, <laughs> yes, they, they, okay. this, this is the so, ending that they use the whole time, brother. Okay. So, okay. So hold on a second, but let me make sure I got to understand this correctly. Yes. So part of they hired this guy to make this movie and then he was going to produce it, write it, direct it and star it. Well, I don't know if he was the writer, but he was the director and he was the 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 star and the star. Yeah, the it was written right, by it uh, yeah. right Derek Ford and Ellen Brickensall. Okay. But they were hired though. Yeah, they were after hired. he was. So, yeah. but anyway, so basically he was going to direct it and star in it. Yes. But then he gets fired after he starts making it. So then they hire these other guys to come in. And reshoot the movie essentially, yeah. Because now he's not in it anymore, right? Yeah, he's not in so it. So they can't use him as a character. So they reshot it with new actors. Well, at least, then he at comes least back, him. like a one new actor at least. Well, at least for him. But then they're saying that a lot of people, a lot of the actors, had to be recast because they couldn't come back to do the reshoots. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess they. Had, yeah, on certain characters, they had to recast the whole people. Yeah. So then he comes back again, though. Yes. So then they could use all the original footage again. Yes, and they cut out all the shit they did that did before. Seems like a, right, this just seems like a clusterfuck. Pretty but. much, yes. And to be honest with you, you can kind of tell because there were certain plot lines in this or the show that was like, okay, this is conscious all over the place. Okay. Mm, yeah. But uh, but yeah. yeah. So also too, you know, this film, um, which I didn't realize this, and this is pretty interesting. So we did talk about, you know, it got a theater release date in New York, in the United States, um, December 19, 1984. So also too, it was it was first released on VHS in the United States and the United Kingdom by Vestron Video. But also, I didn't, I didn't. Uh. This is kind of a, a, an interesting too, because since the film is since the film is to le- believed to be public domain, it has numerous entertainment companies has has released it on DVD. So that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So this movie is like, like not owned by anybody. It's like public domain. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, so it's we like, could do a uh, sequel, brother. We could. We could do a sequel to it. We could release this movie. We when we get your Blu-ray and we could just rip that and then put our own Blu-rays out if we wanted to because it's public domain. That's we fucking own it. awesome, bro. I would love to. No, do, nobody owns it. Don't open. Fucking <laughs> till till Christmas too. Fucking bro, I'd make this <laughs> shit the raunchiest fucking film known to man. <laughs> All right, peep show back. We got that Sharon girl taking photographies with her titties hanging out, brother. Ah, oh. would you set it in nineteen eighty four or eighty five, or would you set it in modern times? <sighs> That's a good question. <sighs> I mean, how could you? How I, like the problem is how could you actually get this movie to move forward though? Like what would be the sequel part to it? You know, who am I supposed to get? Who am I supposed to get? Is it supposed to be cliff or something? And I can get in his, I think he was like one of the only survivors. Well, <laughs> well yeah, there, I was going to say there were survivors. We could have uh well, well, but to avoid the uh, problem with the actors, we would just have, we could have all new cast members. Yeah. Um, so we could have an all new cast with all new characters. And then I don't know, like have some kind of Santa problem. We might you have know, to figure that, it out. Then it something. What I'll do is when we do the full review at the end, I'll give you guys my idea for a sequel because I kind of have one. Okay. But uh, I do want to talk about something that's uh, tragic that happened during the whole release of this film. Not really during the shooting, but during, during the release of this film. Uh, 
So okay. the uh, the actor Alan Lake, okay, he's the one that pr- portrayed Giles or Gil. I, I, it's Giles Harrison. Giles. Yes, he was it's the. Giles. Yeah. What was it? Giles. Giles. Oh, that's a pretty interesting name. Yeah. Giles Harrison. He he was the yeah. uh, I you know um, Harrison's brother. You know the the character in Chief Inspector. Uh, yeah, he Ian. was. He, yeah, yeah, he was Ian Harris's brother. Yeah, yeah but we'll, way to spoil that for the people. But yes. Oh come on, that's, no. that's a significant plot. Why the hell would you listen up, to the Retro Blood without watching the fucking movie? <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, but if you have a guy, you know, you if you guys never... haven't, you know, we're gonna say what we say. Okay. But yeah, anyway. we 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 always tell people you should watch the movie before you wa- listen to the episode. Yes. So. So it's your own fault. This guy Alan, you know, he was an actor. He mostly did a lot of British TV shows and stuff. But apparently, yeah. what he was best known for was being the final husband of the screen star Diana Doris. Have you ever okay. have you ever heard of Diana Doris? Nope. Okay, so apparently Diana Doris, <laughs> she was basically kind of like the the British version of like the blonde bombshell, like the big like blonde bombshell. Like she was like a Marilyn Monroe figure. Uh, 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 Jane Mansfield. Yeah, 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 she was like that kind of figure. To, like she was known to be in like. So apparently, her first husband, this guy named Dennis, he had her in some like sex film comedies, resté modeling shows. So she kind of got a mm-hmm. big following from that. And then she would also be in the tabloids for having like big house parties. So she was kind of like that, like sex figure. She was basically like the the high end sex figure for London at the time. When I guess like that stuff was kind of like new to them, you know, having some sort of like dominant like figure, like sex figure on TV. Um, and oh, yeah. So she was going through some some uh, you know I guess some husbands at the time, and apparently she like passed away. Um, I'm not exactly sure yeah. how. Let's see. Apparently she was married to Richard Dawson. Yes. Who was the host of the Family Feud? That's how I know him. Yes. Yeah, she had like a couple of husbands, but the guy Alan that we're talking about, she that was like the last mm-hmm. husband she had, and she had him when she was. I guess she she underwent uh, surgery to r- remove some cancerous tumors, and then she collapsed at her house. Um, she had some stomach pains, and she died on May fourth, nineteen eighty four, at the age of fifty two. All right, and I guess she just had a form of cancer, so she died from that. And unfortunately, her husband, um, Alan, he was, um, you know, you know, basically what happened with him is that he, after having this news in the wake of everything, um, Alan, he actually uh, committed suicide uh, a little bit after uh, the wife died, Doris died. So he actually committed suicide before this movie even came out. So, okay. So I thought that the sad part was going to be that his wife died. But uh, you you didn't leave us there. No. Not only did he, he, she die, but he also committed suicide. Yeah, he committed suicide because to, of the sadness to, to, of losing his wife. Yeah, way to bring us down, James. Hey, man, I'm sorry. It's like so he <laughs> passed away on October 10th, 1984, and of course this movie was released on uh, December 19th, 1984. So pretty tragic, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, it's just it's just horrible, you know. Like sometimes it, you, they just you know. It's just, it's just tragic, basically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is one of those things in the human life. You know, sometimes, like, you know, obviously they had a, a fantastic relationship or else he, he maybe, you know, wouldn't 
end his life, you know, if obviously the relationship was great and he had a lot of, you know, just he had a love of his life, his partner. So it's a pretty crazy story. But uh, actually, you know, this guy, he was pretty interesting. Like, I thought, like, his actual character was a little, I mean, this movie is a little goofy. <laughs> like, he was kind of like the crazy psycho guy who I felt like we were trying to, the movie was trying to portray him as not the killer. And then like, okay, well, we're just going to make him the killer. It's kind of like one of those things, he was so over the top, that you're like, okay, he cannot be the killer because he's so over the top. But no, he just ended up getting the killer. <laughs> so. Right, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. they, um, because you think that they're trying to uh, kind of like give you a red herring. Where yeah. They're, yeah, they're trying to swerve you by by pointing out this person that's so obviously the killer yeah. that he couldn't possibly be the killer. There has to be, it's like an anti-swerve. It's like, yeah, there's exactly. no swerve. He actually is the killer. Yeah, he actually is. But it. you think there's going to be a swerve, <laughs> and you just don't see it coming. Yeah, I just thought that was super interesting because like a lot of movies will like do like these characters, you know what I mean? Even in the 80s, they did this all the time. They would have these characters where like, oh, this guy's acting a little weird. Maybe he could be the killer. And then they don't end up being the killer. They're just dumb or they're just fucking, you know, just weird. No, this guy just happened. Just he was crazy the whole movie, and he just happened to be the killer. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. Do you think that um, when when people write movies with swerves like that, you know, like uh, The Sixth Sense and things like that, Saw movies like that, do you think they write the swerve first and then write the movie backwards based on the swerve? I mean, you can. I mean, you you can do that. Like a lot of a lot of films do start with the ending first, and then you just work your way backwards. So, because hmm. I know that uh, I'm pretty sure that Agatha Christie said that when she wrote all of her murder mysteries, she wouldn't start writing until she knew how it ended. Yeah. So, and which I took is like she basically wrote the ending first and then wrote the, the book around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a form of writing. Like uh, some people do it different. Like some people will do it in sections. Like you'll write one scene and you do another scene. And you try to connect them, or you know, it actually I, I think it's very rare if you just think of a story from the very beginning and then try to work your way towards the ending. It's mostly you got your ending done and you work your way backwards because then you can connect everything and you could do a lot more like, you know, Easter eggs or you could do a lot more like, you know, like hints throughout the whole film. So yeah. Plus you know where you're going. You don't end up just wandering around and aimlessly and then trying to make it concise and tight at the end. So apparently this movie through a lot of like critics and stuff, like they all hated this shit. <laughs> okay. And I was no like, kidding. bro, they gave it like 1.5 out of five stars. Like you, the, you would have thought this is a wrestling crowd with these fucking haters. Okay. <laughs> Barely watchable. All right. There's very little redeeming qualities about don't open till Christmas. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? He betrayed me. You know, he came back, you know, I'm just trying to think of some wrestling shit. They would say, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, this guy's saying like uh, the movie was barely watchable. Come on, it's a lot better than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. There are a lot worse movies than that. I would like to show this man some movies. Um, you know, we've 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 reviewed worse movies on this podcast. Oh yeah. This movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then the one guy is like has a lot of blood, sex, and a few laughs. I mean, what else do you need? Exactly. What else yeah, do you need? Is great. some blood Perfect. and some fucking sex, brother. And like how I, I do like how everybody died the same in this movie. We all get one stab to the stomach, yes. brother. That's all we can afford. Okay, that's that's all we can afford. <laughs> uh, I can only I, afford to do that shit one time. 
one time. But I say let's get into the the full review of uh, Don't do Open Till Christmas. Let's do it. Present from the people who brought you Friday the 13th. Now comes Don't Open Till Christmas. A homicidal maniac is loose at Christmas. His target is Santa Claus. No one dressed as Santa Claus is safe. His death toys are a spear, a gun, an open razor, a dagger, or a garrote. Execution by any means. Don't open till Christmas. Some Santa Clauses ignore the warnings. He surely wouldn't attack a woman. Don't open till Christmas with special guest star Carolyn Monroe. Terror drives one Santa Claus into a house of wax. Amidst the wax and plaster, a real body, warm flesh, wet blood. Till Christmas. What possible reason could I have for going around killing Santas? Oh, none. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to get you. So, Santa, did you bring me any presents? I'm... I'm not the real one. <laughs> Starring Edmund Purdom, who knows there are only three more killing days till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. If you do, you may not see in the new year. So we start off the movie, right? And I already love this already. <laughs> it's like it's like we don't even get like it just it just movie. You know what I mean? Right when you click it on, yeah. there's no like intro, no black screen, it just movie. Okay? And it's yeah. a, a Santa just walking around an alley. Alright, and then a random girl comes up to him. Alright, kisses the sand. I was like, okay, I'm ready now. Sorry, I'm late. I'm like, okay, what's going on? They're just gonna they're like in an alley. Okay, there's a lot of alley scenes yeah. in this movie. Like this apparently London, they love their alleys. Okay. There's a lot of alleys in London for sure. Yeah. So we we hear some like heavy breathing. We kind of get that like first person view, just like fucking Halloween. Alright. So next thing you know, the Santa and this girl, I guess this is his wife, they go back to the back seat of the car. And start kissing. So I I don't really know. Like, did they come from a party? Was this guy like a fucking um, mall Santa? Was he one of those Salvation Army Santas or something? Getting some pennies and he found some hot ass. I have no idea. Okay, we shall never know. But that's what I assume. Like, I assume huh. that he had a job where he was plays where he played Santa. Because there's a lot of that in this movie. There's there's a lot of that um, idea of. You know, these people who are, um, you know, work with children all day are kind of misbehaving after they're not playing sand anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go in the car to make it out, right? And then the, the killer in the first person view, like, just goes right up and watches them in the car. Right? And then yeah. the girl knows, and like, he's the guy knows, he's like, hey, what the hell, get out of here. And she's like, oh, forget him. And they just start kissing. Like, oh, don't worry about this strange man watching us. Let's just fucking just go. You know what I mean? Let's just go. And then, like, eventually the guy's he can't take it. So he gets out of the car, right? And he just stabs him right in the stomach. So we got stomach stab number one. 
If y'all want to play a holiday drinking game, I mean, the Retro Blood, we got you, brother, because there's a lot of yep. sta- stomach stabbing. So if you guys want to grab your shots, go ahead right now. All right. <laughs> so then the girl gets out, and then she gets stabbed into the stomach, and then we start the intro. All right. Yeah. Which I like this We've intro, too. We've already got too. two shots already before the intro. Yes. Because so we got two. We, we could tell that the killer, he, he likes to stab people in the stomach, and he has one of those like little, like, it looks like one of those blades that you shave your face with. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a straight razor. Straight yeah. razor, yeah. And the, I believe. And the intro, I liked it. was cool. It was a very old school 80s like Santa toy, and it was on yeah. fire. I was like, that's cool. I like that. Okay. Then Allison and everybody. I don't know what the <laughs> hell was going on with this scene, but I fucking loved it. We're at a fucking... It's 1984, but this looks like it's 1970s fucking party. Yeah. Okay. And apparently this is a Christmas party, but it looked like it was a fucking Halloween party because there was like clowns in there. There was people dressed up like in fucking mask. Like what kind of, bro, where, where is this party and how come I wasn't invited? Because I like, okay. I don't know why there were, there were, there were, there were clowns. That part I can't figure out. There was clowns. There um, was the mask little troll thing they were talking about. Like, but this was like a holiday Christmas party. So I was like, bro, I'm down. Okay, and then check this out. You like this? So we meet the Santa. Yeah. He's getting himself ready. It's the dad of the girl we're gonna meet. Later. There is Kate. Uh, they were saying yep. some lines that I probably can't re- repeat in 2023. You just got to watch that part for yourself. All right, but I like it when the guy, the character name, I th- it was Cliff. That comes Cliff Boyle. We, we'll meet him uh, later on. But he comes in and like, guys, this part is wild, man. It's gonna be an orgy out there. I'm just like, what? What? We with the clown? Is is that the orgy part? Like, let's go, bro. This is, bro. This this London, like this this is the place to be in the eighties, man. They don't. This is they yeah. This is care. swinging London for sure. Yeah, they don't care. They're uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's all uh, out yeah. there. So I guess like the dad was supposed to be like the Santa Claus for the evening. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So we find out later that London is like rich and shit. So I'm not sure if this is like his company party or something, but he he comes out on stage. He's about to do a whole speech, and then randomly he gets speared, speared, okay, with a spear the back of the behind head. the back of the head, and then everybody just like is quiet. It's like no freaking out. They're just quiet, and then like the the, the Kate freaks out, and then they're like, because Cliff brought up like the troll guy earlier, and then they found the troll mm. like costume, and he was like it was empty. And that was it. It was just like such a strange scene, but I thought it was like so. It was like just very interesting. Yeah, it was just like this weird way to get this movie going. Yeah, because the movie is really about kind of centers on Kate from now on. Yeah. So it, it was it was just some weird way to get it from. I guess it was a weird way to make the killings affect her. Well, this also kind of reminded me of like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Where we had to get a fucking kill like every ten minutes, you know what I mean? Like we, we already got three already. Let's go get that number up. Oh yeah. So this the movie is not even five minutes long. Yeah, not even five minutes long. So everybody, like I said, everybody's confused and everything. And then the next thing you know, we cut to Scotland Yard. So yes. everybody who listened to our podcast last week, you all should know about Scotland, Scotland Yard, Scotland Yard. I can't even say it. All right, and how they were an American werewolf in London. And how effective they were. So now they're back. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> now they're back. Solve this problem. Yeah. So we, this is when we meet 
Um, Inspector Ian Harris. He's the main yes. uh, inspector on the case, and we meet his um, his uh, I guess his sergeant Powell. Okay, and Powell mm. said he got and I guess I got my notes wrong here, but I swear he said, "Yeah, I talked to the uh, the girl's brother, and he was a little strange person." But it, but it wasn't his brother. It's actually the boyfriend. Okay, so I'm not sure if I heard that yeah. wrong because you know they're all like that, that heavy British voices. So, but yeah. she said yeah. they, they, they caught the the cliff. He's a little strange fella, um, and they said they can't really talk too much to Kate because she's kind of like in mourning right now. And then this is when they brought up to like the dad was rich, so they're, they're they're thinking that because he was rich or something, it's either. The kids are a suspect, or maybe somebody from his company is like a suspect, you know, because it's trying to get the money. So, which makes sense. Yeah. So, so now they go visit the Cliff and, and Kate. Um, they talk to the Kate. Um, they said, she said, like, you know, the, the clue, she basically said she didn't see anybody, she didn't see who the killer was. They said the only clue that they had was actually the shrunken head. Or the troll. That's why I called it the troll. But it was the shrunken head costume. Uh, so, <laughs> so now, like, so the the biggest thing is like they're tr- the 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 two inspectors are trying to figure out you know more clues about it, but they can't get a lot of straight answers from these kids. All right. So then we actually cut outside. So we hear like a we have like a we hear like a newscast about the Santa murders. Okay. Yeah. And this is one that we see a man, Santa. He's like smoking, all right. And this is when we he. Uh, this is when he was like smoking, but he's also roasting chestnuts over an an open oh, yeah. flame. Yeah, this, this, is not, yes. this is not the guy that was uh, roasting chestnuts yes. on an open fire <laughs> like this. Oh, yeah. uh, that's another thing. So. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't go back and check this, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that all the music in this movie were Christmas carols, but played in a minor key. Yes, fantastic. Like player. silent, like um, like um, silver bells was played during part of it, and like it was like just like, but really, really dark and minor. Yes, it's pretty awesome. So after he uh, he basically the killer takes him and he fucking fucking takes his face and roasts him on the fucking fire. So we got another kill. So we're at what four? I'm like, damn, we're going four already. We're maybe movie. ten minutes into this movie. Yeah, we're probably ten minutes into it now. So now we have this little motorcycle guy delivering a package to Ian Harris, and the package he actually well he delivers it to his maid, but it's for the inspector. Um, it's it's basically the package saying don't open up until Christmas, and uh. Ian, he's really busy, so he tells his housemate that uh, he will see her on Christmas Eve. Okay, he'll be able to uh, uh, talk more about her on Christmas Eve, but he has to really go right now because of all this madness that's happening with all these Santa murders. Yes. Yes. It just sounds ridiculous yes. when you say it like that. Yes. The Santa murders. The Santa murders, brother. So now we have Ian and we have Pal. They're talking about what might be the motives of this. Of this Santa killing, and they kind of bring up like maybe it's a gang related, but they're like, nah, I don't think it's really gang related. <laughs> so there's a gang out as there. As soon as he said that, as yeah. soon as he said that, like I was just thinking of the Warriors. 
Yeah, though the yes. But you know how like the the Warriors all had like theme, yeah. like there were the baseball ones, and, yeah. uh, and I could just imagine well, like a yeah. like a Santa Claus group of the Warriors. Yeah, there's like a <laughs> see what there is is there's a rival Santa Claus group, the Elves, and they hate Santa Claus, so they're killing all the Santa Clauses. Okay, you could have done it. Gang related. Right? Gang related. That's brother. true. That's true. I get to see the baseball fury from the Warriors showing up and like beating them all to death with baseball bats or whatever. Yeah, that's gang related. All right. So then we we see some more scenes with Cliff and Kate. Kate, she's all like fucking depressed, obviously, because her dad died. And they're they're just talking a little bit, and then they bring up, you know, possibly being being married. So we're gonna see if they're going to that next phase of their relationship. So, so now we have this guy who calls up Powell. Okay, he says he's from the Daily News, and he's he's asking Powell if he's solved the murder, murders yet. And Powell's like, "Oh, you guys are a pain in my ass." Okay, yeah, and this is he, Giles, right? Yeah, this is Giles. Yeah, so he's yeah. Uh, he's 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 part of the paper crew, and he wants to know information about that. And then he's like, I mean, Giles is like, "Hey, you know, how, how much do you know about this uh, Harris guy?" And he's like, well, I, you know, I work with them. Why does it matter? I was like, listen, like this case can pretty much promote somebody. So if you want extra intel, you have, I'll give you, you know, I can, I can help you basically win this case and get you promoted <laughs> to like a head office position. And he's like, well, what, what information do you have? It's like, I'll be in touch. And he closes the phone. And we can tell that this guy, he is a little off. Is the best word a to little, explain yes. it. Yes. So we have Drunk Santa, number one, because there's more than one mm-hmm. in this movie, okay? <laughs> Walking around the aisle, aisle <laughs> right? And then, like, he just, like, gets randomly shot in the mouth. Okay, there there we go. Another kill. We got to have a kill every five minutes. Another another yep. So... So now, Kate, she's, like, walking around, and then she runs into Giles... And Giles brings up about her father and stuff. And then she's like, hey, you know, I don't need to tell the paper anything. I told the police everything, Mm -hmm. so you go ask them. Okay? So he, like, Giles, like, walks away. And he's being all weird and creepy at this time, too. So we have Harris. He's walking by himself at nighttime. So we see some British scenery, which I thought was pretty cool in this film. And uh, this is a weird scene because I'm not really sure if I get this one. So, so we know that Kate's dad's rich, or I guess was mm-hmm. rich. I'm not sure if she got all the money. I guess she did because they didn't talk about no fucking mother or anything or, or something. But uh, so Cliff is outside and he's playing his flute. Okay, and they're like collecting <laughs> money that way. And I'm thinking, like, oh, this was really if you're strange. fucking rich, why the fuck are you playing a flute out here? Maybe he just likes it. I don't know. Okay? Uh, maybe maybe that was his job. I don't know. Like, I, I just thought that whole thing was weird. Like, he's... So he's, like... <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. So he's, like, playing flute. Barely playing flute. Like, he's pretty bad. Um, It's just... It's almost like they just had the actor play and told him, just play the flute the best you can. Yeah. We're not going to overdub anything. Just play the best you can. Well, and yeah. then she like stands there and holds out her hand for like donations. Yeah, donations. But uh, yeah, but I don't know. This whole thing's really bizarre. So like just. Really <laughs> oh, you think this is bizarre? We're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. 
So the the friend so apparently this guy named Gary shows up. Okay, anybody got anybody with the name Gary, you know they're going to be a little weird. All right. So uh, Gary yeah. shows up and he he knows Cliff. I guess they're friends and shit. All right, and then they they start. Uh, Kate's like kind of like, excuses herself. I guess she doesn't really like Gary too much. And Gary and Cliff <laughs> they talk a little heart. bit about uh, Kate's grief. You know what I mean? How's it going? And he's like, "Hey, yeah. let, let's go have a beer, <laughs> okay?" So they go have a beer, and I don't know what beer. It's only been a couple of days, right? Yeah. yeah, it's only been a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure what kind of beer they were drinking, but it looked good because it was in a glass. I was like, "Yes, we need more beer drinking mm-hmm. here on these movies." Um, and so I like this. So they come up with an idea because all men's idea. Always come up better when you're drinking heavily on beer. Okay. Absolutely. So he, Gary, is trying to convince Cliff to bring Kate over to his studio. Okay. So they can take some pictures and have some fun. He's all like, oh, yeah, that might be a great idea. I was like, okay, yeah, just stop by the, uh, the studio later on today and we'll have some fun. He's like, okay, no problem. Because uh, no, there's no nothing more that she would want to do right after her dad dies yes. than this. So 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 Cliff tells uh, a Kate like, "Oh, we're gonna go to Gary's house." Well, why are we going there? I don't really like him. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, we're, we're going there for tea. Don't worry about it." Yeah, and you're not gonna like him anymore after you get there either. So next thing we know, we go to Jerry's studio, and what's he doing? Mm-hmm. He's taking pictures of some hot blonde with some tits hanging out, brother. If I can but, just yeah, well, it doesn't hmm. when he shows up to. Uh, where they're playing, he's playing the flute, doesn't he? She asks him what he what he does or something, and because yeah. he has a camera, and he says, "I'm I'm just in the cameras." But yeah. What he really does is he takes pictures of new girls. Yes, new girls. Yes, and he has a main one, which is Sharon. That's the one we're taking up pictures of now. Mm. So Kate and Cliff shows up. Kate's like, "Oh fuck, what's going on here?" He's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. We just came here for some tea." All right. <laughs> And Jerry is saying, like, yeah, this is Sharon. She's, like, my favorite model. It might be his only fucking model, okay? And he, then Jerry just brings up, yeah, you know, I thought we could do a little, you know, a little double take later. And Kate's like, what the hell are you talking about double take? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it. I think my boy Cliff is trying to play it off so cool. It's like, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. You know, we'll just take a couple of these pictures Everything, everything's fine. And the yeah. next thing I know, our boy Jerry brings out the Santa Claus uniform and Kate gets all pissed off. And then Cliff's pissed off because, bro, what the hell? I just told you this fucking Santa Claus or dad died in a Santa Claus outfit. He's like, oh, fuck, how was I supposed to yeah. know? <laughs> and then out of nowhere, he's like, our boy Jerry's like, listen, brother, don't worry about that fucking Kate girl. See that girl over there, Sharon? She is ready, willing, and able, brother, to get you going on your holiday needs. All right, and our boy Clip is like, uh, "You're right." <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, like out of nowhere, they just go outside. I'm not sure why. Oh, I no, no, that's right. They were supposed to take some nighttime pictures. You know what I mean? Like some some alley alleyway pictures of uh, Sharon in her Santa Claus naughty outfit. Okay, so they yeah. get outside. It's like a cloak. It's a cloak. Yeah. <laughs> so they get outside, right? Our girl Sharon's like, "Listen." I basically want to fuck you right now. 
Our boy Cliff's like, ah, fuck, man, I'm trying to, I got this one girl over here, I got this girl, I don't know if we can do this right now. It's like, by the way, you're halfway naked, what if the cops come by? And then randomly the cops come by. I was like, what is this? That, that was convenient. <laughs> well, that was convenient, yeah. And then, uh, and like, I don't know, maybe it's a culture thing that's different, yeah. but like, I wasn't really, I didn't really get his concern. So like, I yeah. mean, it's not like she's standing there completely naked, right? Yeah. She's wearing something. She has, she's covered up by that cloak. Yeah. From head to toe. But then Cliff says, I'm afraid they'll think we're a couple of gays. Yeah. Well, well yeah. What was up with that? Like, why? Why would he think that? Like, why would anybody think that? I mean, because did he think he was making out with Santa Claus? I, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that was, a that was, you, you brought that up. That was a weird scene where he said that. And I was just like, okay, wait a minute. Like, I mean, this girl is clearly a, a, a girl, and she has she maybe I, yeah. I thought I thought he was concerned because she had her tits out. Like, you know, if she she oh like it's kind of like a she was wearing like a robe, like a Santa robe, basically, like you were saying, like a cloak. Yeah, but she was covered up though. Yeah, I mean, she was covered up from the back, but if you look at her in the front, she's all like basically butt ass naked. Okay, and she was like showing off her tits and stuff. So I thought he was worried about getting arrested for indecent exposure. But next thing you know, it brought up this well, gay angle. <laughs> I was like, that was random. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, true. But I mean, she was showing her boobs at the time, but she could have just covered them up with the, with the cloak, though. Well, yes, but it was I mean, weird. The reason that this happened was to, to, move, to move the plot along yeah. so they could get running down those alleys and get separate. Yes. that's why this happened yeah but I, I none of this makes any sense it's like like i i wouldn't be in the least worried i don't think i would i don't think so i don't think i'd be in the least worried about that like if i were like on a city street and i was with a like let's say she was wearing a raincoat but nothing underneath that's the equivalent of what this is i don't think i'd be worried about that i don't think a cop would ask if she's wearing anything underneath it yeah I, I don't know it's just weird like i just don't well it seemed like our boy happen. cliff was more worried about getting yeah. arrested <clears throat> if he was gay, which is weird, right? Yeah, because so, even because, 1984, yeah, I think they would arrest you for being gay. Okay, I don't think so. So I don't think so. so the cops, but, I mean, I don't know. The, the cops come by. They're all like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" So they run. They run in opposite directions. And this is when we have our girl yeah. Sharon. She gets stalked by the killer. We finally see the killer's face, and he's wearing one of those like oh, morph mask. Like, what do you call those masks? Like, kind of <laughs> like a. Like a morph mask, like it, you, you, they, you could see a face in it, but it's clear. But it's kind of like it morphs your face, and like I was gonna ask, it's just yeah. like a clear like face mask. Yeah. It, to me, what I wrote in my notes was, it looks like they went to the costume shop. It's like, give me the cheapest mask you have. Yes, that can that can hide my face. <laughs> that can uh, hide my face. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's like some sort of like transparent mask or something like that. Yeah. All Which right. it actually looked pretty good. Yeah. I thought. Honestly, I thought it looked cool too. You know, he had a hoodie on and everything, and he basically is like using his knife and like putting it around her tit and her belly and stuff. I was just like, brother, what did I download? Okay, <laughs> what are we doing this here? Was, yeah, this I was like it. it got really dark right yeah. here. Like it was like really dark and <clears throat> dark and edgy. I like this scene. Yeah, a lot. So after that, he just runs away. Okay, and then. Then Sharon, it doesn't she, kill her, yeah. yeah, it doesn't kill her, and she just goes around the alley. The police find her, and she's crying. Okay, and now it's the next morning. We have Harris and we have Powell, and they're going to go visit Sharon at her house. And Harris is mad because Powell let her go last night, and he's all like, "We we shouldn't have let her go. We got to figure out, you know, she might know what the killer looks like and all this stuff. And why the hell did you even let her go?" 
So they go up to Sharon's yeah. room, right? And of course, she's still in line. This girl, like all her outfits were in this she's movie, still were, naked. Yeah. were naked, showing tits and everything. Yeah. So she's like talking about how she couldn't really see his face at all, but the thing that she knows that the guy, the killer, has some. She had like smiling eyes, and he was tall. And uh, they do talk. She does talk about like her her job. You know, I guess her job is like not only taking pictures, but also I guess she does some. Uh, you know what? Some hooking. All right. Yeah. So, so basically, she she basically was like I was saying before. She tells him that she didn't see what he looked like at all, but she she did say that he was tall and that he had eyes that smiled. Okay. Yeah, she says she would. He asked her if he she if she would recognize him, and she said I would if he smiled. Yeah, like with his eyes. Um, she said she can recognize him by with his, his eyes. eyes, right? Yes. Yeah. But then, like, the cop was like, okay, so at this point, does, um, wait, I forgot. Is she talking to Powell or is she talking to Harris at this point? Uh, Powell. Harris is, like, not having this shit and he left. Oh, yes, yeah. Okay, I forgot. So, okay, so Powell's actually trying to solve it. So, Powell tells her that she should be arrested for indecent exposure. Well, I think I thought Harris, this line was pretty funny. Harris says that, but then Powell's the one that's trying oh, to like, get more leaves. details. Yes, that's where he leaves. Yeah, okay. So Harris says you should be should have been arrested for indecent exposure, and she says indecent. I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, that's that was a line. That was the line I was looking for. Yes, <laughs> then she shows her tits. So I was like, yes, there you yeah. go, brother. I like it. Okay, so here comes <laughs> probably. <laughs> If this is not this is one of my favorite scenes in the film, okay. So we got the peep show, brother. We're we're at the peep. Oh yeah. So we had the orgy house last week, and now we're at the peep show. Peep peep show this week. All right. (laughs) Yeah, this was. We see Santa Claus. He walks in there, right? (laughs) Knocks on the window. We see some cute girl, which we find out her name is Sherry. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, "Hey, answer the phone." So they pick up the phone, right? And she's like, "Hey, Santa, well, no, you- okay, hold on. Huh. You got to remember, you got to get into the whole thing. Yeah. So he goes in, and he's looking at her, but her back's to the to the wall, to yeah. the mirror, to the glass. Right. And she's like dancing because she has like her tape deck yeah. walkman on. And then he like keeps beating on the glass, but she can't hear him. So then he turns to walk away, and then she turns around and sees him, and then she knocks on the glass, and then tells him to pick up the phone. Yeah, As- which was like just this weird like little." That had nothing to do with like the movie, but it made her seem like I, this probably wasn't done on purpose. But it made to me it made her seem really endearing. Yeah, well, no, that had like, a, it made, hard to do with the it movie. Made her likable. Well, that's true. It did, but it made her likable immediately. Like it just made her like, oh, yeah. you know, she's a cute girl. And then like when she tells her story about why she's there, it just gets weird. But. Anyway, we'll get Yeah, so there. basically, the Santa there, and he's and she's like, oh, Santa, you coming to bring me some presents? She's like, well, the Santa guy's like, well, I'm not the real Santa. I just work at the mall. You know, this <laughs> like, is no my, shit. This is my first time here. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not really like a, I'm not really like this kind of girl. I'm more of a dancer. I'm not really like a model. Yeah. All right. And I was like, okay. And she's <laughs> like, and the guy's like, this is my first time at a place like this. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is all right. This is my first time at this place like this, too. And she's all like, oh, okay. You know. She's like, and then she, and she brings up like, yeah, like my my mother owns this place, okay, and and I'm just filling in. I'm just filling in. It's like, oh, who are you filling in for? My mother. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even know what to say. My notes just say, wow. And then like the Santa guy is like, 
can we get rid of the glass? I was like, what? What? No. Okay. What? How do, then, do you not know how this works? And then she's all like, well, what's going on, Stana? All right. You got all those uh, uh, kitties sitting on your knees all day? He's like, I'd like to have you sitting on my knee. <laughs> wow. Oh That's my amazing. god! And then it's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great, bro! How could you not like this movie? I, 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 I could not see it because this movie is fucking yeah. great, bro. And, and then she's all like, then she's like starts to dance a little bit and touches herself, all right? And then uh, next thing you know, our boy is like, and she's like, okay, well, it's gonna be five bucks. And next thing you know, the guy gets fucking stabbed in the fucking neck, and then blood goes everywhere, and she freaks out and she runs out of there. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? This is crazy. This fucking was great. <laughs> Yeah, like blood shoots all over the the yeah. glass, and then yeah. and I was trying to figure out how she got out of there because, like, no, I mean, she's I, like in this little booth, yeah, but, but then the, all of a sudden she's like running up the steps. But maybe but the, the killer can chase her. Well, maybe the uh, the steps are like you know they're can maybe it's like a downstairs thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's true, but I mean, like she like she got out of the booth, but then she didn't go. Like I thought maybe. She was running into like a backstage area, but the killer could still chase her. So yeah. I don't know. But anyway, the killer's chasing her up the steps. Yeah, they're chasing her. But then we also cut to a scene where Kate and Cliff they're arguing about sharing and what happened last night. And then we see a, like oh, yes. a little hint of Jerry's hand is all messed up, and they keep asking him how his hand got all messed up. And then we have uh, Harris. He shows up to the house. Um, he said like that girl Sharon was attacked last night in the street uh, from a Santa Claus. All right, and then uh, Cliff, Cliff now thinks that Harris thinks that he that Cliff is like the main sub, uh, you know, perpetrator, because yeah. Cliff was there for two two murders. He was there for Kate's dad murder, and he was there for Kate yeah. for Sharon's uh, threatening stuff. So. But obviously he didn't yeah. kill Kate's dad because he was standing beside Kate the whole time. Yes, but he's still under he investigation. Yes. And then Kate says he wants she wants to see Harris in private and talk to him privately because I guess she does think that Cliff is being a little bit too obsessed with everything. So you can see that the uh, Kate's loyalties are kind of like going more towards Harris. All right. So we're, we're back in uh, Scotland Yard and the inspector, uh, like the like our boy um pal he finds gills uh sitting in his desk looking through the newspaper okay and he's like what the hell are you doing in my office and stuff and he's like well i'm here to you know from the newspaper trying to get some uh you know trying to talk to you it's like listen i called up the newspaper and they never even heard of you before at all okay and he's like listen how much do you know about Harris? He keeps bringing that up again. He's like, listen, like I, I know as much as Harris wants to tell me about this case. Okay. And then they start talking about like, I guess like, like he keeps bringing it up. Like, you know, I know the person who's going to solve this case is probably going to get a promotion and I can help you out with that. All right. And also too, you should keep a better eye on Harris. You don't know him as well as you think you know him. All right. right? So, and I guess after this, the uh, pal is like, okay, maybe I should have uh, Harris tailed just to, just to make sure, like, I'm not missing anything. So, we have Harris walking downtown, and he is getting uh, followed at this time, too. But the person who's following him loses him. 
So now we're made to think that maybe Harris might be the actual Santa killer throwing all this stuff. Yeah, just throw us off. Yeah, so now, or maybe he is the killer. We'll find out. So now we have another drunk Santa. Drunk Santa number two. Yep. He sees a bunch of London punkers. He flips them off. Which I thought that was funny. Right? And then they all start yeah. chasing his ass. And then like he like escapes from them. And he he fucking goes into like a theater place. He just like walks into this place, knocks down this girl with glasses. All right, and then I guess the killer was there, and he like killed the girl. I have no idea what happened to this girl with glasses. We don't really see. But the Santa- this is where he's running into the uh, the, the London dungeon, right? Yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, like so. First, it looks like a theater place, right? And then, like, then out of nowhere, this Santa goes into like this fucking like torture dungeon. Yeah, so that's an attraction in London. Oh, it's okay. been there since like the sixties. Oh, okay, it's and a real it's place. Like, um, it looked fucking bad. Yeah, it's a real place, and it's it's all yeah. It's almost I didn't go when I went to London, which is one of the things I regret. But it's almost like a um, I don't even know if it's still open now, but it's like a it's it's. <laughs> It's not like a haunted house, but it's kind of like a haunted house. Yeah. It's like a cross between a haunted house and a wax museum. Yeah. So, but it's like, it has all these like, like exhibits of like torture and, yeah. and murder throughout the centuries and things like that. Yeah. Um, and apparently all the weapons in it are truly sharp as we find out. Yes. So, so first we get the, the devil randomly talks to us for some reason. Okay. Yeah. And then we could tell that the, 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 the mask figure guy is following this Santa and I like my notes. It's a wax museum torture room. Okay. Yes. So Santa's getting stalked in it. And apparently, like, I'm not sure if it was the mask, but apparently our killer cannot k- kill the Santa with an axe because he keeps trying to throw this axe yep. at him and he keeps missing. Okay. And well, it's hard to throw an axe. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, like, you know, <laughs> just practice before you do it or something. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to, uh, you know, maybe he's just playing with them. Right. There's nothing worse than an out of practice killer. So he's running through, and I, I, I guess he runs into a real dead body. Like I, I guess, I guess maybe I'm not sure which victim. The this girl was. hanging upside down. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't figure that out either. So yeah, so I assume that that's a real dead body of somebody that he killed. I mean, it could have been the girl, the glasses girl from earlier. But like, why? Maybe, would, why maybe was the, the employee? But what we find out, why would he kill this girl? When she didn't dress up like Santa. Was, like, what's the plot Well, point? but why did he not kill the girl that was dressed up like Santa? Or which girl dressed up like Santa? Well, oh, Sherry. Sharon? That's right. Not Sherry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's the only person in the movie dressed up like a Santa that doesn't get killed. Maybe because of the tits. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but anyway, he probably killed this girl cause, just to get her out of the way. Yeah. Because he, he was going to have to kill her anyway because she was going to be a witness. So he so he kills her and he, she's hanging it upside down with blood running down her chest. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yes. So after the Santa turns the corner, he gets stabbed twice in the belly. So keep your drinking up, brother, because we got another Santa dead. Another dead drunk Santa. Yes. So now Cliff and Kate they're back home from doing like a visit or something. I guess they were doing like some sort of meeting that Harris did not show up to, and they drink some coffee. And Kate thinks that Cliff is getting obsessed about this whole thing. And uh, Cl- Cliff, uh, you know, he, he's just saying, like, you know, I just want to, you know, figure out what's going on with all this stuff. So now Kate, she calls up the inspector Harris's office, but he's not there. 
Um, he won't be back in, in, until later. Um, and let's see. Does she call his house? Yeah, she like calls his house. And st- yeah, she like calls his house, but he he won't be back we'll until later. And Harris says yeah. this will be so. Well, at first, like Kate's like you know she, she calls up, but then I guess like what's going on is uh, Pal also too. He's waiting for Harris to come back in there because since Harris has not figured out this case, the higher ups are getting on to Harris. And he's coming back there, and he's basically telling Powell this would probably be his last case because all these people, the man upstairs, is getting on to me too much, and he thinks he's going to be pretty much off the case from now. Okay? Right. And, like, I guess Harris also, too, does not like the plan that the higher-ups came with, which is putting a bunch of Santa decoys out there. So dressing yes, up, I guess, doesn't work very well. Yeah, dressing a bunch of cops up as Santa to see if they one of them will try to attack them, and he doesn't really like that idea. Okay, so he's pissed about that. So now we're at this carnival, Harris's, and he's walking around seeing a bunch of uh, uh, Santas, and we show some Santas giving some kids some gifts at this carnival. It's like a carnival. It's like a circus carnival. Okay, and when the show's over, the Santa's going to go take a piss outside. All right, and then the killer comes up behind him with a shoe knife. Okay, so apparently this killer has like a shoe knife, stabs him in the fucking shoe, and then fucking brass knuckles his ass and kills him. And then this other Santa just like walks up to him in the slowest run you've ever seen in your life, and he gets smashed with a bottle and stabbed right in the eye. And Allison, his eye like melts. Did you see that? Yep, I did. It was like a, it was like it was liquid. Yeah, and like I it probably was. I guess they showed earlier Harris was around there, but he wasn't around there at nighttime. So we're still trying to like I guess they're trying to make us feel like Harris is like the killer because he's all he's all around these some of these killing scenes. Uh, yes, yes. So, so those I thought those two guys were the cops, right? Yes. Uh, well, oh, they might have. Well, I don't know. Like, were they? I get. Well, they could have been, because, um, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense if they were two cops. Like they guys. were the undercover Santas. Yeah, because they didn't really do too much. They were at the circus and they were just hanging out around side. But yeah, so basically, we saw that that plan didn't work out, just like Harris knew it was going to work out. Right. So now we're in the next morning. Uh, Cliff, all right. Uh, he is a. Uh, uh, He's outside, and he's playing his flute again, okay? And then they, they run into Harris, and he's all like, oh, I don't want to talk to this fucking Harris guy, okay? And they're, they're saying, like, hey, have you heard anything? All right? And there's like, no, we haven't heard anything or seen anything else. That's what Kate and Cliff told uh, Harris. So now, because half of this movie, we're, we're led to believe, like, the big red herring about this movie is Harris and what he's up to, if he's truly up to no good or not. So right. now, Sherry, that you know, that, that dance girl, she's back. Okay? And she's talking with Powell. And she's talking about, because they, they figured out, like, she went to the police about what happened. And they kept saying, like, okay, what did you see? Did you see his face and everything? She's like, no, I couldn't see. It was dark, and he had a mask on. And, like, Powell's like, fuck, everybody, this guy just has a... He, he just will not believe this. He's like, what did you see? You didn't see... Are you sure you saw that? 
right? She's like, he had a fucking mask on. He's yes. like, oh, right. He's like, what did, what did you notice about him? Well, I noticed that his eyes smiled. And I'm still thinking, like, you know, I know our, our girl Sharon said that. What does that mean? Like, he was super happy? Like, I had no idea. What um, I, I don't know. I think it means that his eyes, like, I don't know, like, they get kind of wide or whatever when he smiles. Or, yeah, or squinch up or something, maybe. I guess. So now we said, like, okay, well, we're going to have to obviously get somebody to escort you home. She's like, well, I don't want to go home. It's like, no, no, you got to go home. You saw the killer. You, you could The killer knows that you saw him. So he's probably going to come yeah. after you. She's like, well, I got to go back to the fucking uh, place. He's like, no, no. Peep we're show. Gonna, peep show. He's like, no, no, you ain't going to do that. We're going to have a the officer. He's going to take you back to your apartment, straight back to your apartment. All right. So then Sherry, she just walks out and she's like, she talks to an officer. He's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, don't worry about my ride. I'll just walk home. He's like, oh, I don't need to wait for you, right? He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I'll just walk home. So see you later. So she just fucking leaves. Okay. So she just leaves before the ride shows up. And then she fucking walked away. She goes all the way uh, back to her, uh, the peep show. Okay. Yeah. And this is one that we get the scene of Kate. She calls Harris's house this time. And this is when they're talking oh, yes. to the, uh, to the, uh, to, to the maid and says, oh, he's not here. He's at Parkland right now it's like oh maybe i shouldn't have said that parkland she's like oh okay she's like yeah just call him later on in scotland Yard. he'll be there all right but and just yeah, like, maybe i shouldn't have said that yeah. so the people but the people at home needed to be able to hear this yes exactly so they could put clues together yes that's why i said it i was booked yes all right by the way don't tell uh don't tell harris i said anything about that parkland place by the way so this pretty this seems pretty cool too so the, the, the uh, sherry she's back at her job, right? Because she, she didn't want to go home. She didn't care about a killer. She needs to go back and, and go to the peep show, brother. Okay? Yeah. That's who she's all about. Okay? She doesn't want to lose any business, brother. All right? She gets back on the call. So, like, now the killer obviously shows up to the to the peep show where she's at, right? And she's all like, yeah. hey, you know, I, 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 she, first she, she tries to make some small conversation, and he doesn't want to talk. She's like, okay, we'll just get right to it then. It's like, you, you know the rules, right? And he's like, rules? What rules? It's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Okay, so it's, listen. It's $5 for the top rules. off. Okay? $15 for everything off. And $50, you can do whatever you want behind that fucking glass. And I'm like, fuck, what? What? We got the whole rules in here? You get $5 for a top. That's pretty good. $15 for everything off. Yeah. I mean, fuck, brother. Let's go. What's wrong with this? This Let's is go. great. So the guy's acting all weird, right? And then, you know, Sherry's doing a little bit of dance. And then she looks at his eyes. And she's like, oh, fuck. And then the guy breaks the glass. And this is when we get the fucking running. Then this is where we get the running. It's from here. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is a long run scene, too. Like, she gets all the way outside and everything. And the next scene we know, I thought this shit was going to be some sort of, like, fucking last house and left shit. Because the guy, like, grabs her and brings her down to, like, a lower dungeon. And then straps her ass on a bed. I was like, bro, yeah. this is going to be... I thought this shit was going to get dark on here. Okay? I was going to say, it's getting dark real quick here. <laughs> it's yeah. dark with a crick. And she doesn't like... She's like, you know, I didn't see your face or anything. I didn't see, like, you know... She's like saying, like, I didn't tell the police in anything because I didn't even know what you looked like. I didn't even see your face. And then, and then she like, looks over and is like, oh, shit. <laughs> then she's like, now you saw <laughs> my saw face. His face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now you've seen it. Okay. And then he goes on, like, this moral shit. He's like... It's like yes, you uh, you're selling uh, uh, desire, 
but you think you're selling your desire, but you're only selling your soul and stuff like this. He says, I, I can't let you leave here. I'm going to tie you up over here. All right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to basically say, basically he's like threatening to kill her. Okay. And you're going to figure out a way here because I have to leave. And you're going to figure out the error of your ways. Okay. Yeah, doesn't he say something like she's going to be a sacrifice for like Christmas or something like that? Yeah, because of the how she is, like how like dirty a character yeah. she is. So, even though she, I guess she didn't even fucking do anything, like she was like her first day. <laughs> what a first day! So, yeah, it's just like a random person. Yeah, yeah. So, Pal's back. All right, he says he's releasing. This came out of nowhere. So this this mm-hmm. is this is this scene right here was like okay we're, we I think we missed something during these reshoots because Powell said he's releasing Cliff once and for all and I was like when the fuck did we even book Cliff right when did we arrest Cliff was that like last time we saw Cliff he was playing a flute like right. I, I guess did Harris arrest him while he was playing his flute I have no idea because we know that they thought Cliff was like the main sub uh, uh, subject of the case. But we actually never saw in this movie of him actually getting like booked. Any, right? So. He never got arrested. So but then, then this is weird too because Powell says, "I think I know who the man is. I, I think I know. like he thinks he knows who the killer is now." Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we have another drunk Santa walks out. Like, but how many drunk Santas are in fucking London? These people, they do. This is what a job, brother. Being Santa, just could be drunk all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, if you did that job, man, you'd have to be drunk all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. So he's in the alley, right? He gets kicked out of this place. I thought it was like another peep show or orgy house, but it <laughs> turns out to be not that. It actually turned out to be something completely different. <laughs> that was so random. Yes. So he goes downstairs at this chick, and then, like, I guess the killer is there, and the killer scares him, so he runs back into the theater place all the way up to the yeah. stage. And then next thing we know, we have a band performing. Okay. So, and it's yes. like it's like a girl like it's actually a pretty good song. Um it's like a girl like a, this like totally eighties brother. I'm talking about the fizzy fucking poofy hair, glitter everywhere, shiny ass dress. She's singing Come and get me, your surroundings. I'm gonna get you. Totally eighties brother. Fucking I like this song. I thought it was pretty good. And like So while- that's Carolyn Monroe. Oh shit, really? It was a yeah, she's a really famous actress in British horror movies from the 70s and the 80s. I have no idea why, if your movie was on a budget, yeah, why you would spend the amount of money that she must have cost to get her to do this one scene that could have literally been played by anyone. Brother, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, she plays, she literally budget. plays herself in this movie. What's wrong with that? Like, in the, in the credits, it just says maybe she was a big fan. Herself. Maybe, she, maybe she got it for I mean, half Maybe, off, maybe she was. Yeah, maybe, maybe she was like friends with maybe them our boy, or something. Yeah, but, maybe our boy Edmund sweet talked her. You know what I mean? It could happen. But she, but yeah, so she's like um, either doing a performance or she's uh, rehearsing for a performance, and uh, he runs into where her performance is. Yeah, but he, the the Santa's like downstairs, and the killer stabs him, of course, with a knife. But this time on the face, so a little different. Yeah, and like then, a machete kind of. Then yeah. they did the trap door, and then he comes up. The fucking knife on the face, and, and then they all see this dead body there. I thought that scene was awesome. I thought this whole scene was like great. Yes. How could people not like this movie? Like, I fucking love this movie. I don't movie. know. I don't know why anybody would not like this. I mean, maybe they should just stick to their art house movies. I don't know. I guess. So, Kate now meets Paul, right? 
or pow mm. and tells him um the uh, uh tells him like you know what's going on over here is some stuff is pretty crazy all right and she basically i guess kate after hearing after calling up the maid did some research about harris and because she's like oh that's kind of weird with the pole uh, parkland thing and she's telling paul like yeah like this guy harris that's not even his last name <laughs> she's like oh i'm sorry this part is uh, semi-funny Oh, Harris is not his last name? What is it? Yeah, it's not Harris. It's Harrison. Ooh. Oh. You could have tricked me, brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's if like, you're going to change your name. Yeah. So this guy, Harris, he he thought he was swerving everybody, but like, yeah, yeah I'll just call myself Harris when his real last name is Harrison. Oh. Yeah. The press is going Nobody out. Nobody will ever catch on. So she's saying, like, you know, he doesn't exist. His name doesn't exist and stuff. And he said, like, she was saying, like, yeah, he was going to this. He's been known to check in every month to go to this uh, uh, Parkland. It's like a insane asylum, a loony bin place. All right. And she's saying, like, you know, Cliff, he had really nothing to do with this because Cliff, when my dad died, he was, like, right beside me. He was, like, right there. Right. Okay. And uh, and then ba- Powell's basically blown off, like, ah. Oh, yeah, listen, none of that makes sense, you know, with your little fake names and all this stuff, all right? So he kind of blows her off and says, like, you know, keep all that birth and death stuff. We'll get to, we'll, we'll find out one way or another what's going on. And I was thinking this whole time, I yeah, thought Pal said he had his man. And, like, does he not? <laughs> what's going on here? Well, he does, but he thinks it's not, he doesn't think it's Harris, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But um, but yeah, doesn't she tells she tells him that Harris has no birth certificate? Yes, basically, yes, because yes, the uh, Ian Harris doesn't have any because his last name is not Harris; it's Harrison. That's why it's Harrison, right? Yes. Okay, and he changes his name. Yes. Yes. So we have Sherry. She's back. Okay. Oh, yeah, she's back. We see her back. She's all tied up and she's sleeping. Uh, the killer comes and plays some holiday music. I thought that was pretty <laughs> creepy. And uh, uh, and then this is when uh, Kate, she's trying to call Powell again for another message. I'm not sure what she was saying because she just talked to the motherfucker. And then we have... Uh, okay, <laughs> this is random. So then we have a random scene of a fat guy stares at a hot blonde while holding a holiday ornament. Yep, that's a pretty good explanation. A pretty good description of what that scene has. Yeah, that's pretty has much nothing what to do with them whatsoever. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's what's happening. Amazing. So I'm not sure if I read the sign right that he was going to, but I swear it says, "Come this way for a pad- paddling and Father Christ," or no, Father uh, Christmas. Christmas, yeah. For pat padding, padding. I didn't see that part, but I did see the Father Christmas thing. So I was like, okay, fuck it, man. What's this Father Christmas doing? Okay, this is actually, this is my favorite dust scene because it was so ridiculous. Yes. Okay, so this mall Santa's taking his break, right? Goes into the bathroom. Fucking fat as shit guy. You know what I mean? He goes to take a little piss. But a killer shows up with his little switchblade knife or is it, what do you call that knife again? It's a straight razor. Straight laser knife. And he's yeah. thinking, like, you know what? I stabbed plenty of people in the stomach. Got it, okay. Stabbed some guy in the face. 
even though I left my straight razor on his face, but I guess I have more than one. You know what I'm going to do to this fat guy while he's taking a piss? Stab him in the dick. I'm going to chop off his fucking penis, brother. (laughs) 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 So he fucking just goes, whoop. Like, it doesn't even look like he did anything. So was this guy, like, hard while he was pissing? Like, how did he actually, like... (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It was very accurate. Very accurate with his uh, first of all. There's I, straight razor. Listen, Allison, I have so many questions when it comes to the scene. Okay, first of all, the guy is fat, so we don't know if he even like can find his penis. So you're telling me that this fat dude lift up his fat gut, got out of his penis. It's probably shrinking to fucking death, and this guy comes over to him, like angles the the knife and just cuts his fucking whole dick off. And he just fucking yep. got, bro. I don't, I don't know if if you can cut some dude's dick off. But this is much blood will come out, but there is blood everywhere from this guy's dick. I'm oh, I bet it would. Bloom everywhere. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> no doctor, but I have a feeling that that would be a lot of blood. So this guy is just bleeding everywhere. His whole dick got cut off somehow, even though it wasn't hard. Yeah. Maybe it was. I have no idea. Okay, and fucking bloods everywhere, and he just falls down dead. So he got killed mm-hmm. from dick cutting. Dick cutting, yeah. Well, are straight you, razors are really sharp, so yeah. I mean, it would cut anything that it hit real quick. Yeah, but like it's all fucking shriveled up. Like, what did he do? fucking? You shouldn't he digged in there a little bit? But no, this guy. Well, just we, we don't know. I mean, we didn't we didn't actually examine the dick. We just you know, <laughs> they didn't maybe show the dick. Maybe part. it wasn't. All right. No, maybe it was an maybe it was an easier target yeah. than, you, than you think. And then the clean lady finds him all fucking dead and shit. <laughs> I was like. This scene was fantastic. There's blood everywhere. It was it was great. I love this scene. All right. So now now Kate she goes back to Harris's place. Even though like she was like this, this scene was really awkward. So Kate she goes to Harris's place even though she was like telling Pal that Harris is like a fake. You know what I mean? But then she goes to his house. Okay, and. Mm-hmm. Harris ha- answers the door, you know, saying like, oh, "I just want to see you." Like, I thought this was a twenty-four hour service or something. I was like, "Okay." So they talk about his study, and our boy Harris, like, yeah. he looked like he wanted to fuck this girl. Okay, he was just Which like, "Yeah." Probably did. And we don't. And then Kate, she was kind of bringing up those vibes too a little bit. So they're talking her study, and basically Harris basically bring up like, "Yeah, I, I pretty much got fired." Or I resigned from the case because of all the fucking shit that was happening. They kind of like got me out of there. And then like Kate's just like, yeah, Cliff, you've just been so weird lately. All right. And and then Kate's just like, you know, the only person I feel close to right now is you. I was like, okay. Weird. I, and I thought this is like Kate, like trying to like lure him in. You know what I mean? Like, because she yeah, just released too. like that. He's he goes to an insane asylum and, he, and he's using a fake name. So then they yeah. have dinner, right, at a restaurant, okay? And she asked about his name, uh, Ian Harris, and and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's not an interesting name at all. Like, I'm not, like, Scottish, I'm not British, ha, ha, ha. I was like, what the hell? And then Cliff shows up at the restaurant, and he gets kicked out for not being dressed up, and then Kate's like, oh, look, Cliff showed up, and I'm thinking, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, well, did I miss something here? Because like, it, 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 at first it felt like Kate was trying to trap Harris to give up, like he was the killer, and then maybe uh, Cliff was there to like do something. But the way they shot it, 
was it to make it look like Cliff was jealous of Kate seeing Harris? It was just really strange. Right. Can you explain this to Which, me? Which, I mean, he probably was. No, I can't explain Because that. the no, problem no, is, too, like, Kate, um, after this whole scene happened, Kate just is just randomly at her apartment, okay, in a bathrobe. Okay? Yeah, I mean, really, nothing after this scene in the movie yeah. really makes any sense. It makes sense. So, next thing we know, what's in the Gills shows fucking up. Out of nowhere. Giles, yes. Giles, whatever. Shows up now. We haven't seen this guy in like fucking five scenes. Okay, he shows up out of nowhere. Right, but all of a sudden he's back. All of a sudden he's back and he's all like, hey. He's like, how the hell did you get my apartment and stuff? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you must have figured it out. And I was like, what is going what, what, what did I, did I miss something here? What, what do you have to do with anything? And he's like, yes, you must Maybe have. Maybe this is some of those reshoots like you were saying that we yeah. missed information. Yes. But it's like, it's like they point out um flaws yeah in the movie but then don't give us an explanation they just give us some bullshit explanation yeah so like he has no reason to know where she lives or how to get into her house but all of a sudden he's there and then she points out the fact that he wouldn't know how to get there or how to get in and then she says well you must have just figured it out yeah okay so here's basically what goes on so during on the step to the pal he gets like a note as well about something as well so Giles is showing up. He's in the apartment. She's like, what the hell are you doing in my apartment? You're not welcome here. He's like, I'm a citizen of the earth, so I'm welcome everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to use that line. I'm just going to fucking show up. and like, Yeah, I'm a citizen of the <laughs> planet. I'm welcome everywhere. I'm a very important member of society. He also says that too. And she's like, I bet you need a call from Harris. She, he's going to, he, he, he's like, don't call him. He's going to take me away. All right, so she's she she's like, he's like, nah, I didn't need uh, the police or nothing to tell me. I figured it out all all by myself. This is what Kate's saying, the maid and the stuff. And I figured sure. out that that you gals, you're Harris's brother. All right, he's like, oh, you're very clever. And I was just like, wait a minute, wait, well, hold on. A How second. does she know that? How did we didn't see any of this progress? <laughs> all we saw was her tell pal that this guy is fake. Okay. And he visited well, the hospital. We know she went to the she went to Parkland. Yeah, because she talks about going. Yeah, but I, so we're assuming she somehow figured all this out when she went to the mental hospital. Yeah. But she doesn't explain any. We don't. It doesn't explain how how she knows all this stuff, and all of a sudden she just knows that that they're brothers. Yes. So I guess I guess somehow in the whole dinner maybe i think there was a scene at dinner that maybe um maybe ian told her that yes i have a brother who's a loony bin or something maybe which is the scene we haven't seen i have no idea so then giles is going on like harris yes he changed his name to (laughs) i'm sorry this is still funny to me yes uh harris he changed his name from harrison all right when when i went to the loony bin all right, so he can Nobody disguise. Nobody figure this out. <laughs> so he can disguise himself. I was like, brother, come on now, what? So, um, so now, uh, Giles, he's saying he doesn't like his brother. All right, even though my brother visited me every month at the hospital, and he used to, my brother used to tell me about all these police stories. So you know what I do? I thought I'd make a real story for him to talk about. All right, and he's saying uh, to uh, he. Uh, 
he kills and he hates uh he's saying he's saying like he you know he's uh uh he hates this holiday season all right and he hates uh he the reason he killed the dad is because he hates christmas time and the dad just so happened to be and this is kate's dad so happened to be in a um uh, uh santa costume all right, and then Powell calls, and then Kate's like, oh, this must be Harris. Let me answer. He's like, no, don't answer that stuff. And he chokes her with a... I can't believe this, too. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> he chokes her with, like, what do you call that thing? Tinsel? Like, what the hell was that? That little, like, Christmas yeah, thing you see like a, not, not, I don't think that's tinsel, but it's yeah. like those things that you put up. Yeah, I don't know what that? you call them. Like, They're, like, shiny, and they hang down yeah. on the walls. And, like, you put on a Christmas tree. The things that break if you just pull it at all. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i'm saying he choked her out with that like he choked her right, for yeah. a minute and then he stabbed her in the belly and there goes kate and i was like yeah. whoa what is going on here but i thought she was like the main girl what is going on here? right okay so so like okay let's pause for a second so yeah. at this point the only people that could possibly be the main character yeah the final person is kate or um Powell. Yeah, Powell. And we just killed Kate. And we killed Kate. Yeah, so we just killed the person we think is going to be the final girl, so she dies. Yeah. Okay. So, that's yeah. what I was... So, so we got to swerve. Right, so now we continue on. Right, so, so we got to swerve. So then Powell goes to the house after, like, you know, the girl not answering, and he finds her dead. And then mm. Powell's like, what happened to the special squad? Okay, and it said the special squad, like we, they, they calls them up, and apparently the special squad is basically the uh, uh, the people who are trying to tail Harris, and they said they lost yeah. him a long time ago. I was like, what? He was just at a fucking restaurant. <laughs> and we never found him again. And we never found him. <laughs> All right, and then oh, and then also too, they actually sorry, they did say like, yes, we we lost him, but then we found him, and he's been out of his apartment the whole time. And then Powell's oh, okay. like, well, who the fuck could it be then? I was like, motherfucker, you thought you had your man. Like, what's going on here? Okay. So, so now the cop is, uh, is tells the, so the, now the, now out of nowhere, the same spy cop tells Kyle that, hey, we might have yeah. our man here. We found some guy walking in the old garage. So it's actually Giles. He's actually hiding in the, in the garage and the cop is coming in here. And then this is like one of those scenes, just, you know, in horror movies where the guy's hiding and, you know, the suspense happens, and yeah. this is kind of clever. Where guys, he put like the uh, like a charging. What do you call that thing? Charging clips on the car, and the cop touched the car, and he basically blew up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure why they yeah, had to be in there, but they electrocuted go. him with the yeah. bad no, the uh, jump start for the car. Yes, like what it the, the jump start for the car. Yes, he yeah. got killed by the car blowing yeah. up while he touched it. Don't tell me how that really so makes now sense. Powell's dead. No, 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 no. This is not Powell. This was the detective cop that was following Harris throughout the whole movie. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Never mind. Yes. You're right. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. So now after the cops guy and stuff, uh, we're, we're back with Sherry. Okay. And we see Sherry. We see uh, Giles. They're like sitting next to each other and he got her some food and she's saying, well, I can't eat without my hands where my hands are tied. He's like, oh, yes, that's right. And then she says, like, hey, it's Christmas. Like, I guess she knew that somehow. And Giles like, oh, I fucking hate Christmas. All right. 
and he's like, you know, I, I fucking hate this Christmas and this holiday. And it's, and then um, he tells her like, you know, don't escape from here after, if I let, let you go. And she, and she does like the little cross at her fingers. And then she starts bringing up, oh, why do you hate Christmas so much? You know, they got great stuff. They got like presents you can give. You, you can get like these stuff. She's t- saying stuff about Christmas and he can't handle it. Like his brain can't handle it. He's like, you know, going a little crazy about her telling all this stuff about how great Christmas is. And she tries to escape but she can't because Giles, he has the key. All right? And he throws her down. Mm-hmm. All right? And he's about to uh, uh, kill her because this is going to be his uh, sacrifice for Christmas. Yeah. And he hates Christmas. He thinks everything about it is evil. All right? And then she just throws the fucking chain in his face, which I thought was funny. And then she gets out, she gets the key and gets out of the door. And then he follows her. And this is weird, too. And I thought this is very anticlimactic for this character. So they run up like a thousand, I don't know where this place came, but they ran up like a thousand fucking stairs. Okay, they get to the very top of like whatever building that they're in. And he's about to attack her with his weapon. And he misses. He tries to attack again near the stairs and he just fucking falls down. Okay. So he falls a couple feet, you know, pretty good amount of feet onto like a piece of the stairs or something and our girl sherry she goes up and checks him and she's like you know she knocks him off the railway does doesn't he fall off the railway and then fall yeah falls falls all the way down yeah and he lands on something yeah he lands on like some piece of something and she goes she goes all the way down these stairs and she goes to you know see if he's dead or not and he wakes up and he chokes her and then we cut to a scene of a young boy okay so we're, 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 well, first we cut to a scene of a sleeping Harris. And then we cut to a scene yes. of a young boy watching his dad semi flirt with, like, I guess, a, a younger woman. And then yeah. all of these women and men, I don't know if it's his family or co workers, I have no idea. They all come in to give Giles and Ian some presents. They all open up their presents and stuff. Next thing we know, a young Giles goes up to a room. He opens the door. He sees the well. The Santa came in. I guess the Santa was supposed to be their dad that gave out the presents. Yeah, by the way. So then, after that, when he opens the presents, he goes up to the room. He sees the Santa dad fucking on the girl from earlier. Yep. And he cannot believe it. And then the and then during this whole time, we hear like this whole mommy speech, like, "Oh, you're my favorite son. You're my this son. You're so great." And then the mom mm-hmm. comes in. And the dad gets pissed off about the mom watching him fuck this other girl, so he slaps the bitch down the stairs. Okay, yeah. and then we have, then he slaps Giles, and then we have Giles on the 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 staircase looking evil, and that's how he turned into hating Christmas <laughs> because of this this thing. Yeah, because of this. Yeah. Even though like it didn't yeah. show if he killed his dad, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did a Michael Myers where he killed his fucking dad or some shit. I have no idea. What happened to the dad? Because they don't show it. Well, we know he had to go to the mental hospital. Yes. I, why did he have to go to the mental hospital? I guess did he kill the dad? <laughs> I have no idea. He just stood there on the stairs and looked evil. I'm guessing that he. I was guessing that he did kill the dad, and but that is a guess. They don't tell us that. They, or maybe he just went to the mental hospital because he saw his dad fucking some other girl. I mean, did maybe. the dad blame? I don't know. Did the, did, the, did the dad blame Giles for pushing the mom down the stairs? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, so, and we'll never know because yeah. they didn't tell us. 
So then Ian wakes up. This is our fucking ending that we had to keep in this movie, by the way, guys. Okay, we had all these reshoots, but then our boy fucking Edmund came back. He's like, brother, I want this ending. Okay. So he gets up, right? And he's like, oh, that was a weird yes. dream. Oh, fuck it. I got a lot of so, crazy okay, family. So at this point, is the whole movie a dream? I don't know. No, no just that scene. No, just that scene. He just, I guess it's okay, Christmas so time. He so was he, dreaming that scene yes. of Giles. Yes. Okay. All right. Because I wasn't sure. Yes. It's hard to tell. So I. So he gets back up, right? He opens up that present. You remember that one from earlier? That said, don't open up yep. until Christmas. So he's like, oh, it's Christmas time. I'll open this shit up. So he opens up the fucking present. And it's like one of those, like, you know, those ballerina boxes, but this one had Santa in it. Yeah. All right. And it's like, oh, this is nice. You put it right there. Sit down. Have a little have a little tea and crumpets. Brother, read my little newspaper. Everything's going fine. And then, bam, explosion. End of the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I... Bro, this movie was great because it's so wacky, but I loved it. Like, I loved almost everything about this movie because it was just so out there like what is going on here this is crazy none of this makes any sense none no. of it makes any sense at all no. like it's like like what the hell happened to pal so like did he ever get his man i'm pretty like, oh, sure I'm, I'm pretty sure pal is the guy that died in the uh by electrocution okay i thought it was the re- because we did see the does, guy doesn't he go ahead because i remember him calling so when he kills when giles kills kate yeah doesn't he call and talks to Kate on the phone, but she can't answer because he's choking her? Yeah. And then he then he ends up going to the to the yeah. junkyard with a car no. riding. Well, no, he like what happened was he went to the Kate's house, and then he told these other cops what happened to my special forces, which was his like patrol cops, and he asked the patrol cops like, "Hey, you know, where's this Harris guy?" Well, the Harris has been on his apartment the whole time and i swear they cut back and we just saw the guy who was the the i i thought the guy who got electrocuted was the fucking uh um the spy guy but i could be wrong about that i mean maybe but it doesn't explain what happened to any of these people like what ended up happening to giles giles just killed the killed sherry and continues on with his life and then he blew up his brother I okay, guess. I guess maybe you might be right. Maybe Pal is the guy who pursued Giles into the junkyard. So maybe yeah. I'm the one that's wrong. Maybe maybe what I think I missed was they they probably talked to each other, but then they said, "Oh, we might have found our guy over here," and then that's when he goes into the junkyard. So I probably just missed that part. And then the, there's sense. a note on the present that says, "To my loving brother." Or yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. To my loving At brother. Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. So Giles had sent him this like a bomb. In a in a yeah. Christmas present, perfect, brother. I and loved it. Wow. So, okay. but yeah, this is a good moon. You know what I mean? I I highly that recommend you guys awesome. if you haven't seen it, just watch it because it is very interesting. It's very uh, yeah. It's, it is, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty. Uh, it's just out there. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. So I think we're starting off this holiday season pretty hot, brother. Because this was a, definitely a fun one. So you know, this ain't yes. no so fucking. It ain't gonna change the way movies are made. You know what I mean? But like you know. but if you want like some cheesy like slasher London shit going on, it's pretty good. So But everybody, that has been the the full review of uh, uh don't open till Christmas, but of course you can open up this podcast anytime you want. 
You know what I mean? Yep. We're the gift that keeps on giving. But yeah, coming up here next what week. What we next week? On the Retro Blood Brother, we are going back to some more slashers, and we're going back to some dorms, brother, because we are mm. talking all about the dorm that dripped blood. Oh man, I always love these co-ed college slasher movies. Love them. College slasher movies, brother. Let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can uh, live up to the hype of this movie. Did so. So this one is. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but I do. The reason we picked this one is because it just so happens to take place on Christmas. So that counts. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, it counts. And then any the, Christmas, any movie that takes place during Christmas counts. Counts, brother. So. But uh, but yeah, but like I said, like everybody, this one was pretty fun. I was pretty surprised of how much I liked this movie while watching it. So uh, it's definitely fun, definitely worth checking out. So. I really expected to hate this, and yeah. like like a lot of these movies that are bad, like I'm kind of bored when I'm watching them, and I'm like, oh my god, when is this fucking thing gonna get over? Yeah. This thing flew by. Yeah, it flew by. Mostly because it doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> exactly. But it, it, you know, it just kept. It just kept, I just kept watching it to, to get an explanation that, I, that never came. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was great though. Great movie. Oh, by the way, like I said, at the end of the week, so no, we can do a sequel. Okay. Well, we can, yes. Because what's, Giles, what's technically, he probably didn't die. Okay? Nope. He just killed Sherry. So we can either do a direct sequel where Giles is still out there killing Santa Clauses, and then we can have a whole new cast of characters and they bring him down once and for all. Okay, or we can do it, you know, twenty years later in the future, where Giles has a, a son who had the same tragic uh, stuff happen to that son, <laughs> and it just so happens that the gene of hating of hating Christmas and Santa just passes through him this whole time. So you can do it. You can do some dark stuff over here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Where you can have it like where. Where Giles like kidnapped Sherry, and like that was like his like kidnap victim for the for like a bunch of years, and they had a kid together unwillingly, and that kid would grow up to be another yeah. killer. You could do some dark shit like that, or you could do just a direct sequel where he's like going out, and every every year he would be known as the Santa Killer. So you could do a couple of different ways with it, but you know that's pretty cool. You know maybe maybe one day in the uh, the Retro Blood Land we'll do a uh, uh, Don't Open Until Christmas Two. That'd be fun. So. Maybe, maybe. But oh, everybody, yeah. we're gonna be heading on out of here. Allison, what's that song title called again? It's called "Turn Up the Radio" by Autograph. Turn up the radio, brother, because we did have a couple radio broadcast in this movie telling us there was a crazy killer Santa. You know that, and then like you know, we still even to this day don't know who the killer is. And shoot, you know what I mean? <laughs> true. True. So, you got away with it, brother. So. But everybody, Jay Allison, James Klein, we will see you here next week on the Retro Blade. Next week. See you guys.